Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back. Hour two live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Greg Cosell in a couple of minutes. If you bet football, fantasy football, want to get smarter at football, it's our 15-minute NFL meat sandwich, all sorts of film breakdown. I want to say this. It is amazing how over-the-top people get sometimes in our industry. I don't want to be a wet blanket, but this idea that Dame Lillard not going to Miami is crushing players, and the players have no power. They sent him to the best team potentially now in the league which I think is a better fit, which is he chose an extension. Teams have a right, once you choose the extension, to trade you where they want to trade you. Like, players, just because Dame didn't go to the precise destination, it seems like I went to his IG and his Twitter, Dame's happy. Is he as happy as Miami? Miami's one of those places, it's a little like Los Angeles. Everybody's sure they want to live there. And then they live there for a while. It's like too big, too fast, too much. I can't handle it. A lot of actors chase dreams here. Most leave. Quit their job at Applebee's. Okay? L.A. and Miami are very alluring. Give me the lights. Give me the blank. Give me the money. Give me the fame. 90% of actors end up being bartenders. Okay, Miami... We've seen a lot of NFL stars and NBA stars. Seen a lot of baseball stars. We've seen how many people have owned Miami? Two. Marino D. Wade. Like a lot of things are attractive. Doesn't mean it's the best landing spot. Milwaukee? It was good for Favre. Wasn't Green Bay good for Favre? It was good for Aaron Rodgers. It's been good for a lot of people. Been good for Giannis. A lot of people go to Miami. They don't get distracted in Milwaukee. A lot of people go to Milwaukee, excuse me. They don't get distracted in Milwaukee. They don't get hounded in Milwaukee. You don't have the pressure in Milwaukee. The best player between the Heat and the Bucks is Giannis, and it's not particularly close. Dame joined the best player. 
That's usually in NBA history a finals ticket, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that a finals ticket? So, um, I mean, Miami is its own galaxy. I love Miami. I love Los Angeles. But there's a lot of people that end up there and think it's a perfect spot, and it's not a perfect spot. And then there's a lot of people that go to places like uh, Milwaukee or Green Bay, and they call it home, and they really like it. And they can kind of like do what they want. They don't get hounded, not in aggressive media, big enough to do stuff, small enough to hide. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be fine. I think Dame's going to be great there. I think they have a chance to win a championship in the next two years. I think it's going to be fine. Again, teams have a right once you sign extensions. They didn't do him wrong. They didn't send him to Washington. They didn't send, they didn't send him, you know, some hap, hapless franchise. They didn't send him, send him to Milwaukee. Got the best player arguably in the league. I mean, if you'd have gone to Denver with Jokic, would that be a bad trade? You go to Giannis in Milwaukee, that's a bad trade. They both got about, they both have a superstar player and then two or three other really high-end players. Would Denver have been a bad place to go playing with Jokic? Now, you'd have probably have to give up a Jamal Murray or something, but would that, would that have been a bad place to go, Denver? Well, two years ago, Milwaukee was Denver. They were winning the title, and we thought they were going to win the next three. And Milwaukee's a great place to go. <laughs> Anytime a great player joins arguably the league's best player, generally you're hoisting a trophy. You can't tell me Dame got hosed. Wizards is hosed. <laughs> this ain't host. J-Mac, are you ready for Greg Cosell? Are you ready to glean information that nobody else provides? Can you ask him if I should start Lamar Jackson in fantasy or Russell Wilson? <laughs> it's a tough weekend. Here we go, Greg Cosell. 44 years NFL films. All right, so we were talking about this a week earlier. Jordan Love in the fourth quarter against Atlanta, we were hoping and waiting it was kind of a dud. Saints is the opposite. Dud early, Derek Carr gets hurt, and Jordan Love looks pretty good and capable in the fourth. Now, my guess is young quarterbacks are roller coasters. You don't quite know what you're going to get. What did the film say on Jordan Love's comeback against the Saints? Well, I'm really glad you added that line about young quarterbacks because, as you know, Colin, you're on every day. So we live in a week-to-week -week league, and people want to make bold statements about quarterbacks, particularly young ones, week-to-week. -week. And I think that's a little ridiculous because they're going to have ups and downs. And I think Love, I don't think he was really bad by any stretch for those first three quarters. Um, you know, I think when you watch Love, there's a couple of things that stand out regardless of, let's say, the result of the plays. And by the way, there are a number of drops this week. But I think, Colin, what stands out with Love is it's clear watching him that he knows what he's looking at. He understands how to process the routes versus the coverage within the two, three seconds demanded. He throws a good ball. Now he's going to have to be, and you pointed this out when we first started talking about him a number of weeks ago, I think there are some throws he misses that he has to make. Yeah. And we'll see if that changes. Um you hope it does. Uh, I don't think it's tragic in the sense that that would make him a bad player, but he still needs to make those throws. But for the most part, he looks like he belongs. He sees it the right way. He delivers the football. Uh, he looks like an NFL quarterback. Yep, that's what I think. Just misses occasionally once or twice a week a throw he should hit. Maybe he'll get better at that. Okay. C.J. Stroud, his comp was Jared Goff. Uh -huh. And I said this before the draft. Jared Goff's pretty good. It's not a terrible comp. Yep. And he's a, big no. he's a big kid. It looks like to me, I said this week, he's a professional. 
Um, he stands in there. You know he wants to stand and throw. He doesn't want to run around that much. Uh, but again, these are small sample sizes. Very encouraging last week. What does the film say on C.J. Stroud of the Texans? And, and you hit on something really important. He wants to stand and deliver. And there was a, always a concern coming into the league. How would he handle muddied, noisy pockets, which he didn't face a lot of at Ohio State? And so far, that's been a positive. You know, I, I kept thinking about how do I want to descri describe Stroud after watching his tape? And I, I came up with this, and, and hopefully it's clear. There's kind of a mental and physical efficiency to his game. He plays with a desirable combination of pocket patience and decisiveness. He never looks like he's hurried or playing fast. He looks like he did in college, and I think that's a really good sign for a quarterback. Will he have a bad game? Look, they play the Steelers this week. It's in Houston, but it's still the Steelers, and their O-line is a mess. to be kind of work in progress. <laughs> There's still some injuries. Yeah. Um, and it's very possible he could have a bad game. But again, that doesn't mean he doesn't have a chance to be a really good quarterback. I think that the way in which he has played through three weeks is really, really positive. So Justin Herbert's been good the day he arrived. But it's uh -huh. noticeable to me with the coordinator change, he's become much better in the second half as well as the first. I thought last year the Chargers were a bad second-half offense, and data proves yeah. that. So I don't know what's happening, but it does feel like I get four quarters of Justin Herbert being great. Last year I felt like I got a half, and then something in the right. film or the schematics changed. What is the film saying on Justin? Yeah, and I'm being honest. That's hard to know for sure because you don't know how things are game-planned or adjusted in a specific way. We we just don't know that. Uh, even someone like myself watching tape, there's a lot of minutia that we're just not familiar with. But, you know, I would say Justin Herbert is and, – and I think of a lot of quarterbacks in the past. He's, he's uh, rare in this sense. He's a power thrower yeah. with really good accuracy. Okay, there's not a lot of guys like that. I mean, you think of a Troy Aikman, a Carson Palmer, guys with big arms who were power velocity throwers and, and yet were really precise with their ball location. And I think Justin Herbert falls into that category. And I think that, you know, he's only going to get better and better as he works in Kellen Moore's offense. Um, and hopefully, I, I know Mike Williams is out now, so it's going to be really interesting to see if the TCU rookie Quentin Johnston, who's obviously next man up, if he can sort of fill in for Williams, who's a very good receiver. Um, and obviously, their defense can be a question. You know, it raises a question to think about, Colin, and I know you think about these things. If you're on a really, really good team, okay, think of the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're on a really, really good team, and your quarterback doesn't necessarily play real well, and you win because you can win even if your quarterback doesn't play well, that's one thing. What if you're not on a really good team and it's up to the quarterback to have to be really great all the time, and then he can't be great all the time because that's not realistic? We then say, well, the quarterback's not very good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's one it's, no, it's true. It's one of those interesting things. Yeah. That, and that's how we tend to judge and evaluate quarterbacks. Yeah, and I think he has to save the Chargers more often than they elevate yeah. him. Um, so the Cardinal, Josh Dobbs isn't going to be somebody that, you know, we're going to spend a fortune on and build around. But he, he's, you know, he's a well-liked kid. He's got some size. He moves. He made some throws. What did Arizona do to Dallas' uh, defense? What did they do? That was actually, believe it or not, and, and you know, 
people might think, oh, you're nuts. But that was actually one of my most fun tapes to watch uh, this week because, you know, I had to see what they did to, you know, win that game. And by the way, they've been leading going into the fourth quarter in every game they played this year. <laughs> um, but I, I thought that and, and they have a young coaching staff. And and most people would say, hey, if you're a young head coach, you want to get some veteran coordinators. Jonathan Gannon didn't do that. They have a young coordinator group. Um, but I thought their game plan against a highly aggressive Cowboys defense was really, really good. A lot of backfield actions. And what do backfield actions do? It's eye candy for aggressive defenses. They react to those things instantly. And then a lot of misdirection concepts, also a good thing against aggressive defenses. And they really got the Cowboys defense kind of a little hesitant, a little uncertain, or reacting to the wrong thing, seeing what they thought was going to happen, and it didn't happen. And yes, of course, what they did is they ran at Parsons. Uh, they And you saw on the first drive, they did the zone read to Parsons' side, and Dobbs ran for 44 yards. So, you know, and, and I like what you said about Dobbs. You can line up and play with Josh yeah. now. No one's going to say he's the guy for the future, but you can line up and you can run your offense with Josh Dobbs. By the way, Trayvon Diggs, I don't think the Cowboys can be as aggressive on the back end as they were with him. I thought that was a real, to me, Yeah, that that's not yeah. a Micah loss. I think he changes the way Dan Quinn can play. Did the film show that? Well, it didn't this week, but it's going to be interesting because the cards did go after Deron Bland. Yes. And Bland had some issues in this game, as I know you noticed. So as we get further into the season and they play in their division, for instance, the Commanders with three really good wideouts, the Eagles with really good wideouts, will Dan Quinn have to scale back? Because the Cowboys play the highest percentage of cover one, which is man coverage with a single high safety. They play the highest percentage in the NFL. So the question is, will he have to scale that back because he doesn't have two quality outside corners? So we've seen this. Uh, Mark Brunel was underdrafted. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Tony Romo undrafted, Kurt Warner. Is it possible Brock Purdy, and this happens about every year or two, it, I mean, Puka Nakua for the Rams was underdrafted. The kid's a star. He went in the fifth round. He looks like he's a much higher round player. Is it possible Brock Purdy is just underdrafted and he is a franchise quarterback? What's the film say? Um, you know, those are tough questions because I, I did Brock Purdy. I actually watched his tape for three years at Iowa State and well, I thought he was a draftable player and he was drafted. I didn't think he was a, you know, a, a top 50 type pick. Now, you know that I'm a big believer in coaching. I'm a big believer in, in the marriage between quarterback and coach. No one will argue that Brock Purdy is a high, high-level talent. Um, the one thing that he's clearly shown is he's clearly shown that he, mentally he's a very strong player. He yeah. sees it correctly, and he makes the right kinds of throws. Now, he'll miss some, by the way, uh, and because here's an example. They're a really, really good team. So there are games in which his numbers are by no means off the charts because they don't have to be. But I was very happy to see him come back this past week. He was not really good the week prior, and he was actually very poor on third down. And this week they played a Giants team this past week. Uh, it seems like it happened about a month ago because it was Thursday night, I believe. But um, uh, the Giants blitzed him a ton, and – he handled it really, really well and made some excellent throws against the Blitz. But I think you have a great marriage of coach, quarterback, and he's on a great team that has multiple ways in which to win games. He doesn't have to win games by himself.
So I want to talk about Philadelphia. They're 3-0, and and my eyes tell me Jalen Hurts hasn't played particularly well, but they are so good, O-line, yeah. D-line, that they don't have to have great linebackers. They don't always have to be great at quarterback. They, they win the tug-of-war, as I call it, every week. They're just bigger and stronger. So if you – Shane Steichen left, the O.C., we, we predicted on this show Philadelphia would pull back without Steichen. Um, they, they, got a, they played a bunch of bad quarterbacks and bad teams. Schedule's tougher. Right. Anything on film, Greg, with Jalen Hurts that does concern yeah. you a little? Yeah, it does. And th- they're a great example, Colin. They have the best O-line, D-line combination in the National Football League, and I don't think that's debatable. And I think that they can win games without their skilled players necessarily being great. And Jalen Hurts, through three games, has not played at the same level he did a year ago. I think that he's struggling a bit with what he's seeing, how he's processing it. There's too many snaps in which he's dropping his eyes when he didn't get a clear picture on his primary read. Um, and I think you're going to see defenses attack him a little bit to try to force him to do that because he, he's perceiving pressure that's not really there. And w- and when he's doing that, he's dropping his eyes. But they are such a good team. It, it relates back to the question I threw out you know, just a few minutes ago. Here's a really, really good team that can dominate almost every opponent on the O-line and the D-line. And so they win games, and they're winning them handily so far. But Hertz will have to play better, I think, for them to get to where they want to go, which is obviously win a Super Bowl. So Joe Burrow's not playing as well. Now, my guess is it's the calf injury. They don't throw the ball deep with any precision. And that yep. was kind of one of their – that was like not a, not so secret sauce for them as they'd burn you over the top. They don't do that now. Yep. I thought Burrow did what great quarterbacks do. He didn't play well and he won. He got better in the second half. You know, he just kind of found a little bit of a rhythm, a couple of big throws – Stafford didn't, and you know, I just felt like Joe found a way to win on a night he didn't have it. He doesn't move quite as well. You tell me, is this offense yeah. they're playing now, is it sustainable, or do they literally have to get back to the vertical throws? What do you see on film? Are they a threat? Can you win this way? Uh, well, let's put it this way. I think that the Burrow injury is impacting him because, Colin, what's the one thing – Look, I remember, and I'm sure you did too, I loved Burrow when he came out of college. I loved it. And, and so far, he's played that way in the league. But the one thing he does not have is he does not have a power arm. So Burrow needs to be able to use his lower body and his core in order to throw the ball down the field. I'm not talking about fades. I'm talking about to really throw the ball down the field. And right now, he can't do that because of the injury. So will that come? I guess we don't know the answer to that. I'm certainly not a doctor. I don't know the extent of the injury. I don't know how long that's going to take. But I think right now you can kind of see that he's not really working from the ground up with his mechanics the way that he normally does. Yeah. And that's going to have to come or their offense could be a little a little condensed. And I think he's so good he might find ways around that but then you get into the same conversation we just had with the Eagles. When you start playing the better teams or get into the playoffs, if they do, then it becomes tougher. So I've seen this in a lot of sports where the offense gets ahead of the defense. And it takes the defense about an off season to catch up. And so Miami is using so much motion. I mean, even the Wildcat yeah. work for about 10 weeks. So they, they, they have, they've added a little jet fuel to this San Francisco offense, yeah. right? Like all this motion, 
And I feel like some defenses are reeling. They're just, they don't have time to break down the snaps they would in an offseason. So um, New England did a pretty good job of slowing it down. Buffalo's next. But when you watch it, does it feel like they're just fooling people? How do you slow it down? Well, it's not a matter of fooling. It's a lot of eye candy. And it forces you, and I heard this term from a coach, and I love it, it forces you defensively to shrink your menu because you can't get to a lot of your adjustments and calls that you might normally get to if there's no motion. So clearly Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins understand this. But, you know, the thing about this, when you have Tyree Kill and Waddle, and I know Waddle didn't play last week, but it's it's just one week, I think, um, is – you have to be able to play with split safeties. It's very difficult to play with single high. So what that means for the most part is you're going to have to create pressure with your down four. Yeah. So you have to do a couple of things against them. You have to, you have to take care of that first window, that first window throw. You've got to take that away. So if you take that away, then what has to happen? Your front four has to become a factor. If your front four can't become a factor and Tua can sit in a clean pocket, then it's just really, really hard. And if you don't take away the first window, if you allow these first window throws and give Tua clean pictures, it's just too hard. So uh, we were saying this yesterday, because fewer starters play in the preseason, I almost feel like we should just throw week one out. I mean, I, they, seriously, you're seeing things in right. week one. I mean, the Jets look capable in week one. The Bills looked awful. Well, that's not the reality. Right now, Buffalo, now you're seeing veteran players. They get in better shape. They've been hit around a little bit. Now Buffalo looks substantial. I do notice this. They're not quite as Josh Allen run reliant, it feels like to me. But, but you tell me, um, can Josh Allen, is he still, in your opinion, on film, carrying the entire offense? Um, let's put it this way. I think they're working toward that not being the case. <laughs> right. I think they clearly understand that that can't be the case. Um, you, you just can't rely on Josh Allen every single week to be Superman, and particularly the style of quarterback that he is. Yes, he can make really dynamic plays, special plays. He's a playmaker quarterback. He's a knockout artist. But we also know what goes along with that are some turnovers here and there. Uh, so you, you're trying to scale back your offense to the extent that everything doesn't have to be about Josh Allen every single week. That, hey, maybe you can line up one week and, believe it or not, you can run the ball, control the pace and tempo of a game. Josh Allen can drop back you know, 28 times instead of 45 times. I think they understand that that's the direction in which they have to move. The question is, will that be the case when push comes to shove? Or, as you know, very often, as in all sports, you know, coaches think, well, let me put the ball in the hands of my best player. So until it's really challenged in a critical game, and it could be this week against Miami, if you get into a shootout game, my guess is the ball will be in Josh Allen's yeah. hands. Well, and then we'll, you know, yeah. we'll see how it goes. But, uh, but I, I think they understand all this, Colin. Okay, so let's go to your big play of the week. They shelled, completely overwhelmed yeah. a yeah. commander's team that actually has some talent. So you got your play of the week. Yeah, and the one thing I think we sometimes lose sight of with Josh Allen is he just makes throws that are not easy look so easy because he's so gifted a thrower of the football. So I want to take a look at the touchdown to Gabriel Davis because I, this was a really intriguing play. So let's take a look at the touchdown to Davis. 
Okay. So here it is, and you're going to see Allen drop back, and he's going to stick it to Davis. And by the way, that's not an easy throw, Colin. <laughs> but uh, here's what we have. We have Allen in the gun. So what is he seeing right now? He's seeing single high safety. That's what he's looking at before the snap of the ball. So now let's walk through what they're going to do. You're going to have jet motion by Stephon Diggs. And there's going to be a two-man route concept to the boundary side. It's almost like a double corner, double sale concept. Right. Okay. But now what's going to happen is there's going to be safety rotation to cover two. So what he sees pre-snap is not what it's going to be post-snap. But far as the safety now, he's going to take a step forward, which he cannot do in cover two. Why? Because of the jet motion. And now he's totally out leveraged and out of position as a cover two safety to play this sail route or corner route by Gabriel Davis. And Josh Allen just sticks it right on him. Again, not an easy throw. That ball gets there in a hurry. And you can really see it from this angle really clearly what kind of throw this is. Good and Lord. like I said, Colin, Josh Allen's capable of this any given week, big time throws both from the pocket and outside the pocket. And yes, he'll turn it over on occasion. And you got to live with that. But he is special in so many ways. Yeah, when Gabriel Davis is humming and connecting, that offense is with Kincaid now, uh, Stephon Diggs. Then it gets really special. He kind of disappeared a little bit last year. He's back. Yep. The relationship's good. So, all right, Greg Cosell, 44 years, NFL film. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Yeah, it, it is interesting. There, uh, So he sees it too. Jalen Hurts isn't playing as well. Why? He lost a great coordinator. When Nick Sirianni got to Philadelphia and was calling plays, they weren't good. He gave it to Steichen. Suddenly got great. Steichen leaves. They're back to being okay. So we we think of this league in terms of head coach, pass rusher, quarterback. There are a handful of coordinators in this league. Kyle Shanahan was when he was an OC. Shane Steichen, I think, has become this. They're game changers. They change lives and careers and outcomes. Philadelphia is so good they can win. But you and I both said this. We thought Philadelphia would be good. They would not bulldoze three-quarters of the roster. They are kind of what we thought. They'll win the division, but they don't look the same. I would agree, except in that Tampa game, you started to see them you did. get Second half plays. Now, they sputtered in the red zone, hurts with two bad picks. Um, they should have had like 30-plus points in that yeah, game. So no, they started looking this, like Philly in the third quarter. By the way, if you're looking for coordinators who have dominated, how about Jim Schwartz in Cleveland? Holy cow. Now, we did touch on that in the preseason. Cleveland's defense, I just looked this up because I'm writing it up for FoxSports.com. Opponents have five snaps in the red zone against the Browns this season. That's it. Five snaps. They have one trip into the red zone. I mean, that Browns defense is impenetrable right now. It's Browns-Ravens is a fascinating game. Lamar How Jackson healthy. getting healthy on oh. the offensive line. They're getting their guys back. I don't know. I Kind of like the Browns. I mean, so do I at you, two and a half. Okay, I do. But my, I, I asked Orion this earlier this week. Is Ronnie Stanley plays a center back? Then I'm not so sure because then I think Baltimore is a total handful. But I mean, Stanley's an elite left tackle. The center out of I think Iowa Linderbaum, is yeah. tremendous first round center. It's like, I'm sorry, left tackle and center are arguably one calls the audible, one calls the line coverages, the other's a left tackle. Yeah. You, those are the, you can miss a right guard. You can't miss a left tackle and, and a you center. You saw the Colts get to Lamar last week. The Packers was collapsing. Like it was Colts, by the way. Just keep an eye on the Col Colts Rams this week. We haven't talked about it. It's one of these weak games. Mm -hmm. Just 
Keep an eye on the Rams' third road game in four weeks. I know. Back-to-back. I know. Okay. I have a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. All right, here's my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Commanders plus eight at the Eagles. Philly on a short week due to Monday Night Football. Commanders division game. They run the ball. Humiliated by Buffalo. Teams humiliated play better the next week. Eagles may win. I'll take the eight. Browns at home, minus two and a half against the injury-riddled Ravens. Browns, the best team in the league nobody's watching or cares about. I don't know how Baltimore moves the ball consistently. I'll take the Browns, minus two and a half. I'll take the Rams, plus one against the Colts. Gardner Minshew feels good. What a story. Rams played very poorly. They'll get the details and the run game back. They're a better team than the Colts. Rams plus one. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Show sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can bring out a whole new you and a better you. Go to BetterHelp.com slash herd, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, 10% off your first month. Online therapy, private, flexible, designed, built around your schedule. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. So I wasn't being contrarian with my take on this Damian Lillard trade. I, I just, I'm not buying all this. They're the best team in the East, Colin. The favorites to win the NBA title. You ready for this? Milwaukee? Plus 360 followed yeah. by the Celtics, Suns, Nuggets, and Lakers I, in a distant fifth. Well, I would have the Nuggets one, Bucks two, but I'm good with that. Suns three. I'd have so, the Celtics four. I would split Nuggets, Celtics to me. You could just flip. I, I, I did like a long thing on my podcast about this, but I'm, I'm just telling you right now. The Bucks have no defensive backcourt. Without Drew Holiday, they are really deficient. Dame Lillard does not play defense. We know this. Yeah. So their defense is the backline, Giannis and Lopez. And they now have zero depth. It's essentially six guys. Bobby Portis is your sixth man. After that, it's like really unproven dudes. And you're looking at Dame, 32. Uh, Middleton, I think, is 33 or well, flip-flop. First and of all, Lopez I, is like 35. Well, my thing is, for Milwaukee, this is a two-year move. It is. It's an older team. So, to me, it's a two-year move. But you and I also believe, I don't you more, that Phoenix is a two-year play because Durant Case can't stay healthy. So, I think Phoenix getting depth and Aiton out of town and Milwaukee getting Dame, they're doing this for a title in the next two years. The winner of this trade three years to ten is Portland. Easily. Well, probably. I mean... Drew Holiday could... We applaud the Bucs for going in and getting Dame. You have to. But remember, I sat here last year and I applauded Minnesota for getting Rudy Gobert. Minnesota can't get to the playoffs. They can't attract free agents. So they got Gobert. Kind of blew up in their face, right? The Donovan Mitchell thing in Cleveland. We loved it. They lose in the first round and now there's like Donovan Mitchell's not staying. So would you like Milwaukee more if they can somehow acquire or find bench help? You think they need another dude? And that was Grayson Allen. I don't. Grayson Allen is like a 15-point-a-game guy. He's valuable coming off the bench. I just, I don't know if Dane's going to be able to stay healthy. Tell, riddle me this. How are Middleton, Dame, and Lopez all playing like over 70 games this season? They're not. And then you got like a 20-game slog in the postseason? No, my, like, my takeaway is you got Dame for fourth quarters, May and June. You got him for six weeks of the playoffs and fourth quarters. I didn't get him for first halves in January. Yeah. I got that dude for the fourth you, quarter and, and the playoffs. But you about the Warriors, too, with Chris Paul. Like, oh, we'll just save him for the postseason. You got to get there. Like, I'm just telling you right now. I would. I think Boston is a better team. Oh boy! Are we still going to do this Tatum thing again? Come on! I know it's NFL season, but you stack those rosters. Give me Boston over Milwaukee. Milwaukee's got a new coach, by the way. Like a lot of newness the, on that the, roster. The only thing I don't love about Milwaukee is Spolster is a better coach than anybody Milwaukee has. So does. But Fair. coaching in the NBA is valuable. I yeah. still think it's a players' league. I mean, we know coaching in football matters. It's still a quarterback league. So, so you go Milwaukee, then Boston. I think. I think it's, in the East. Or? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's Milwaukee one, Boston two. Um, 
And that's about where it ends. And then I think... Miami, Miami by the way, is into trouble. They lost their starting back. Well, why do you think they're freaking out about this? They are freaking out. That's and, why. And you're, Butler you're... can complain on IG. Nothing's happening. Okay. Right? The deal's in, in the West, I think Phoenix and Denver are really special. And then you get into a Lakers-Warriors. Kings? I mean, you, Kings? Huh? Remember that last yeah, year? Yeah, Sacramento's in that group. I mean, but I think call. it's a Suns-Denver-West. And yeah. a Celtics-Bucks-East. I've never bought into Philadelphia. I don't now. So to me, we have... And by oh, the way, no. this is usually the case. We go into an NFL season thinking about 10 to 12 teams have a shot. It gets whittled down to about seven teams. Okay. In the NBA, we tend to think it's like six. It gets whittled down to about three or four. And I think the four are the Bucks, the Celtics, the Suns, Nuggets. And then I want to watch, do the Warriors have one last year? Lakers, okay, one wait, wait, last wait, wait. year. Hold on. You, you just rattled off four finalists for NBA. Right. But going into last season, nobody was a believer in the Nuggets. Nobody was like, ah, oh, Nuggets are okay, going to the finals. But they, now, and Miami, nobody was like, it was, it was Bucks and Boston. So NBA had a little bit of a surprise last year, which is really great, I think. The ratings at it, I don't remember if they were good or not. But it was like, change is good. We like change, right? Like in the NFL, we're seeing a lot of change right I now. I love Dame to the Bucks. I'm going to want to like watch it. them play. It's going to get yeah. me to a television set. I love it. Yeah. All right, next up, uh, this is tough. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to MetLife to face the Jets, and uh, I will uh, step aside of asking or mentioning Taylor Swift here because yesterday... KC linebacker Willie Gay was asked about how his team is preparing for a huh. Zach Wilson-led offense. Love this. Go on tape. What are you seeing from Zach Wilson in their offense? <laughs> Damn. That was a hard question. I can't lie. Uh, the team that want to run the ball, you know, uh, of course, man, you know, not, not, that wasn't, you know, to be funny or anything, but A-Rod got hurt and they turned into a team where, like, in panic mode almost. That's what I see, at least. And um, they got great running backs, so now they're just trying to pound it, pound and ground. By the way, he is, he's a good dude. He gets asked a question. He wants to be honest. But honestly, the Jets are horrible. He's been through meetings, films, seen them. And so I, I, that was my favorite bite I saw from anybody. He's a good kid. He wanted to be honest. And he said, I see a little panic mode, which, by the way, what you and I see as a fan. So let's not. I saw one headline today. Guy takes brutal shot. No, it wasn't. That was not a brutal shot. He was trying to be professional, protect his staff and team. Yeah. But he also didn't want to lie. I mean, he, he almost wanted to laugh. I just, I love that See, piece of video. And I don't like what the media does. A guy takes brutal shots. It no, wasn't no, a- because when the when the ink-stained wretches put this stuff out there, Colin, <laughs> then the athletes are like, well, I can't say anything. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to, I don't want to be a headline and get yelled at by the coach yeah. and make the team run, you know, suicides or what. Like, I don't want that. What the we headline should be is honesty. Willie Gay with the Drops most honest yeah. diplomatic <laughs> answer yeah. ever given by Drops an athlete. Truth bomb about yeah. the Jets. Like that, that's the reality. Yeah. Um, are they? Did you see what they did to Trevor Lawrence two weeks ago? Like he was struggling against the Chiefs. No, team. no, Chief, the Chiefs defense is Justin Fields so confused. fast, and they're getting a pass rush even without Chris Jones. Carlaftis looks good. Yeah, McDuffie dude, at corner. Yeah, they've the drafted really well on the defensive side. Like, it, they are young and fast, and they create pressure without bringing extra yeah, people. They, they know the Jets are going to be trying screen passes. I mean, they were all over anything Chicago had at the line of scrimmage. They did. Chicago did nothing until garbage time. It was like 41-3, maybe. Oh, no, it was, it's, yeah. I'm not even excited for this game, man. Remember when we circled this game on the calendar? Was, Ooh, Rodgers. No, you did. Ro- you did, too. Don't lie. Rodgers Mahomes? You weren't excited for that Sunday night I football? I guess I was a little. Not anymore. Finally, the uh, Miami Dolphins. Unstoppable. Tua, blah, blah, blah. 
pains me that uh, Miami's so good, but um, how's he doing in uh, the second year of Mike McDaniel's system? Hmm. Whether it's personally or as a team, do you remember the last time you had this much fun playing football? Um, it was probably in college. Probably in college. Um, it's hard in league um, to do to do you know good things because guys on the other side are really good as well. They study and they're really good. But yeah, it's 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 been a lot of fun. That's for sure this year. He's a nice guy. I, he's he's I cross your fingers on his health. He's an easy guy to root for. Uh, uh, so after they scored seventy last week. You, you, I haven't seen the line I was looking it's for. It's minus three, and Buffalo, to me, is the play. Right. It was minus two and a half because Miami's going on the road up northeast again. Third road game. They come off a four weeks insane offensive performance. Buffalo, to me, is the side. Just remember, it's one thing when you face um, total trash defenses, which is largely, but then they face the Patriots, and the Patriots slowed them down. Does Miami get to even 30 points here? No. They, they could win, but I... Yeah, I think it's I think it's a 27-24 game, but I it they're they're gonna. By the way, New England created some pressure, not necessarily sacks. I, I think Greg Cosell pointed it out. The way to beat Miami is if you can get pressure with four, take away their first easy read, then they become an offense. Nobody's you know New England did that pretty well. So Buffalo as a defensive coach, they're at home, uh, they're not as road weary. Buffalo's the side whether they win or not. I think the Sharps are on that side. If you want to guess Josh Allen's record against Miami, um, eight and ooh, eight ooh, and zero oh, or eight and one, close eight nine and, oh. and one. Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah. Well, New I mean, England, again, and New England and Miami can't beat him. And let's be real, this Miami defense is not anything special. Herbert was tortured, like until that final drive when they stopped him. So yeah. I think I'm with you on the Bills, but it's a risky play, man. By the way. The Bills are just a better coach version of the Chargers. The Bills? Defensive coach, dominating quarterback, run games hit and miss, star receiver. Buffalo's just a better coach version of the Chargers. Huh. So And a better home field advantage. So that that's worth at yeah. least a point and a half because Buffalo's a great home field advantage. What's the split for Chargers Raiders fans at uh, SoFi? 65-35 Raiders. Raiders, right. Yeah, yeah. This is 98% Bills. <laughs> so, I mean, I get a better coach and a better home field advantage, and the Chargers should have, could have won that game. Buffalo's the side. Whether they win or not, I'm, I'm taking Buffalo. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live That was one of my Blazing Five picks. You get it on Thursday. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday, it's a huge doubleheader on Fox, starting with the Commanders taking on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles or other regional action. Then in America's Game of the Week, the Patriots battle Dak Prescott and the Cowboys or Cardinals Niners. All on Fox and the Fox Sports app. I think the Patriots-Cowboys is a much more interesting game than people think. Because Dallas now, you lose this game, you start looking at Dallas's schedule, this is an absolute urgent moment for Dallas this season. Now McCarthy's getting uh, criticized, Cowboys O-line's banged up, now you've got a loss, this team was a week ago, top five team, big one for Dallas. Cowboys after this? At 49ers, and then at Chargers, they'll have a home field advantage, but it's a Kellen Moore revenge no, special. They, oh, yeah. This, this is a huge game for them. The number here, six and a half to seven, is crucial. Oh, the sevens are gone. Now it's six and a half. Everybody, well, not everybody, but the sharp money is on the Patriots. We know coaching matters, but so do coordinators. Not going to pick on anybody here. Don't have to mention the name, but it's interesting. The only quarterback without a turnover this season, do you know who it is? One, the whole league, Justin Herbert. This is also interesting. They go get Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator. 
The Chargers now have the second most yards in the second half in the league. Only Miami is better. Chargers now are averaging six more points per game just in the second half. Same players. They go from an awful second-half offense last year to excellent thanks to one person, Kellen Moore. It's not a personnel thing. Same dudes. In fact, they're missing Austin Eckler. So they're missing their spark plug offensively, and they've become, next to Miami, the best second-half offense in the league. What happened to the coordinator that was there? He went to Denver. Anybody noticed Denver's second-half offensive stats? Awful. Great in the first half, Sean Payton, right? First half, Sean Payton, scripted. Second half, not so good. So it's indisputable. Kellen Moore has been a home run with Justin Herbert. Fewer turnovers, significantly better adjustments, a better quarterback, second half. It matters. I know we look at the Chargers and think, you know, we're not sure about the coaching. You may not like the head coach. Kellen Moore has been a complete home run for Justin Herbert. J-Mac predicted it. We thought it would matter. Three weeks in. Three weeks. Already a clear factor. Still a team that doesn't play a lot of actual home games. Even when they're at home, sometimes it feels like it's a 60-40 crowd for the other guys. All right, hour three. Rick Buecher stops by. Dame, is he upset? He wanted to go to Miami. Hour three, next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.